Welcome back to Remember Country Music. This week I got to hang out with Zach, Jay, Dane, Red, and Lucas, all from the band Revelry. These guys are rock and roll to the core. We got to talk about their favorite albums, how they go about their live show, and their new single, Tore Up, which comes out a week from today, October 29th. Revelry on the RCM Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Corbus. And uh, today, I'm excited because I got Revelry on with me. We got uh, we got Zach, Red, Jay, Dane, and Lucas. I know that at some point, I'm going to forget someone's name because that is my worst quality is names. I can't remember names. I'm terrible at it. Um, but we're going to hope for the best here, right, guys? So thanks for joining me. I, I'm, I'm excited. What's going on? How, how is everyone? All right? Great, man. Happy to be here. How are you? I, you know, you know what? No one ever asked me how I'm doing. So you know what? I'm doing great. I'm I'm doing great. I, <laughs> we had a long day at work. No, no, yes. Yeah, that's right. No, everyone forgets to ask. But uh, no, I'm do, I'm doing great. I appreciate you asking. And uh, you know, long day at work, and I'm just excited to kind of get into this and and kind of uh, uh, hear your guys' story and and talk about you guys as a band. And uh, it's funny because you know I've had like duos on and things like that. Um, but I've, I don't think I've ever talked to a full band, which is what I explained to you guys. And the fact that, um, you know, we got to make sure everyone gets to chime in a little bit here. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I've ever talked to a full band. So it's really exciting that I get the chance to do this and and that, um, you know, uh, we get to uh, we get to hang out a bit. Um, so why don't uh, whoever wants to start kind of kind of give us a backstory on the band? I, I know uh, something that happened. I was kind of you guys are from Tennessee. Um, for anyone that doesn't know them as a band, they are, uh, rockers, just, just absolute rock stars. Um, you know, I, the first time I looked at a picture of you guys, I was like, what these guys take a time machine from the seventies. They look awesome. I love it. I love <laughs> it. It's fantastic. And, uh, cause that's the music I grew up on. So it's, it's kind of cool to see you guys kind of, uh, keep that alive and, and, um, you know, uh, you know, keep the, the train rolling there. But, uh, so, so. I kind of know this little bit of a story and I thought that this is really cool. I'd mention it. So, so Zach, Jay, and Dane, you guys, uh, you guys were, well, why don't you guys tell, I'm going to let you guys tell. So how did you guys come to be and, and just kind of like come into a band and, and basically sitting here today? All right. So me and Zach, we were a band before these three and then these three were a band. Right. Redbird. It was kind of, what would you call it? Like a hip, hip. It was like a hip hop rock and roll outfit. Yeah. And then me and Zach were doing an acoustic country duo thing and then one night we didn't have a show we were like shit let's go watch these boys play so we went out to uh riding hour which is a venue in murfreesboro here met them i think i bummed a cigarette off jay it's kind of how the conversation started and then commenced to ask him to go hit this bottle of jack daniels in my car uh and then me and zach watched we watched the show but we also drank heavily throughout the whole show so <laughs> the song they played or how good they played but i knew they were good so i don't think i knew lucas yet yeah i didn't didn't know of your name steven mentioned you but i remember seeing red and jay being like all right i've been wanting these badass guitar players so i could be the front man my whole life and here they fucking are right in front of my face so (laughs) so yeah so it just kind of it was meant to be i think i love it we got together (laughs) we had like four guitars at the start, <laughs> Lucas wasn't even here. When we brought in Lucas, 
I switched the bass. He dropped the guitar, and then we just started jamming, and it's right. kind of been rolling ever since. That's and awesome. That, that was November of 2019. So, so, so that is awesome because I think it just kind of happened organically, and that's really cool. And for uh, let's preface it like this for everyone who's uh, listening here. So, so uh, Zach is a vocalist. Uh, um, uh, Lucas plays the drums. Uh, Red and uh, Jay uh play guitar and dan you play bass there wow look i got that i didn't even have to look at my notes come on we're doing good today guys let's go <laughs> look at that um yeah so so i think it's so cool that, that kind of happened organically and 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 um you know it all starts with some jack daniels so so right always always did you guys uh did you guys kind of just uh play together first before you were like okay maybe we have something here or um did you just say fuck it and just say why not? Well, it was kind of both, but we were just were like fuck it, let's get together and hang out, and yeah. then we were like fuck it, let's make a band. I was telling people before we even jammed with them, I said just wait, dude, I'm about to have this awesome band. <laughs> just give it a few weeks, and then oh, and playing shows like a month later. <laughs> there you go. I love it. So so uh, so Zach and Dan, you guys said that um um you guys were kind of doing this whole country duo thing, right? Um what kind of made you realize that that wasn't and what kind of music were you playing? Cause obviously, you know, neither of you pull off the, the, the traditional, you know, country music singer. So, so um, what kind of music were you playing? And then when, when did you say like, now this is what I want. And then the second question uh, for the uh, three of you in the back there is uh, kind of um, what, what music did you want to play? And why did the, why did the five of you work? That's the thing that I'm trying to, 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 you know, uncover here is like, there's five of you. And why did the five of you work? I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with us being brought up, not exactly on the same artists, but same genres. And just like, that's what I loved that stuff before I was really heavy into music. And that's just like, we just clicked there. Like I'll play a song that I haven't heard in years for Jay and Jay will be like, shit, dude, I love that song. And it's just like, I don't know. I just feel like we have a lot of the same influences and same goals, I guess. Yeah. Same fives. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the first question? I guess the type of music we were playing. We were just playing cover stuff, just in like this bar named called MJ's. It's in our hometown. Mm-hmm. We would wear that place out. We were playing there two or three times a month sometimes. Nice. Nice. So four hour sets of nothing but like new country covers. And of course, like- we were still doing our the old stuff stuff too but so what you're saying is a is a is a shitload of wagon wheel and uh and uh you know i will never do that song (laughs) perfect thank you i'm glad glad we uh i'll shoot that down (laughs) and i'm sure you guys guys get asked to play like Freebird a lot too i I, i'd imagine that that's probably another one (laughs) that's actually in our set now is it I mean, I love, I can't, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't like Freebird, but I know a lot of people always get asked to cover Freebird and it's just like, ah, oh, geez. Um, but uh, you got to execute it note for note <laughs> if, you, if you want to do it. Well, that's true. That's really true. Cause a lot of times it's some just like band that's no idea what's going on and they try to do it and you're like, oh my God. It's blasphemous. But when I heard them do it, I said, okay, we're allowed to cover this song. <laughs> it's blasphemous that's that's one hell of a quote right there i'm gonna i'm gonna use that one um so so who rips the solo then so you're playing freebird how long did it take you to rip the solo us at the same time all the way through all the way through and how long did it take you guys to learn that i'd probably about a few weeks a few weeks 
been doing it since we were like 14 or 15. So oh, that's so. true too. That's true. How many, how many guitars do you guys have? Like a, I know guitar players are, are uh, notorious for having like that one guitar. That's like their baby and that they always play, but then they just have like a ton of other guitars. Is that the case? That's true. Uh, this guy right here. Yeah. This guy. Here. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I grew up with a kid who played a lot of guitar and that's what he had. And I never understood. I can't, Let's let's start by saying this. I I can't play a lick of anything. So if anyone wants to teach me how to play guitar, it's it catches dust in my room and, and it just sits there. So you know, I've tried, can't do it. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just not me, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, so so uh we 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 clarified the free bird thing, so that's good. Um, so your tagline here, right? So you uh hell yeah, which I think is <laughs> That's fun. Oh, yeah. There you go. Hell yeah. I, uh, it's in your, it's in your Instagram handle. When you watch your videos, everyone, you know, there's like dudes screaming it, you know, it's, it's cool. I like it. Did it, what was it like? A, uh, do you guys know that band? Uh, what is that band called? Um, Rev theory. Maybe is that what they're called? They're a, they're like a, like a punk band kind of. So they have a song called hell. Yeah. So, it was it more of like a someone was just like hell yeah, or was it like an aggressive hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell them how it came about. So, uh, my old roommate, I'm gonna shout him out, Will Snyder. Will Snyder, baby. <laughs> Snyder, man. He, he 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 never missed a he never misses a local show, and every time like he would just come out of nowhere when he made his entrance into the club or the bar, like revelry, hell yeah, every and single then, time. I mean, everybody else would go crazy with him. Like, it's like he, he just has this magic about him. So if he was anybody who's going to start a tagline for us, it, ought to, it should have been him. All right. Does, does anyone have the uh, a tattoo of hell? Yeah, I feel like someone should. And I feel like one of you I, would. I, yeah. It's coming. Uh, it's coming. It's coming? We have, we have talks about it sometimes. You So 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 if you guys have were to have a fan club, I think everyone's required to have a hell yeah tattoo. Yeah. I'd do yeah. it. Cool. I'd do it, guys. Honestly, I would. You'll be first. There we go. I'll, I'll get it right, right on my ass. We'll be all right. There. Perfect spot, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Free tickets for one. There you go. Perfect spot. You gotta share with the door. That's how you get in. You gotta drop your pants. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm I'm okay with that. There's no issue there. you know, just let's talk about kind of uh, your show and, and and um how you guys go about that, right? So so uh. You guys obviously play shows, and and I, I would imagine that um, I feel like in in, a, in in the music world today, especially like kind of when you're talking to uh, songwriters and artists that are just kind of um, on the come up, is is where I'm getting at. Um, they care more about it's not it's not as much about the show than it is kind of getting their names and their voices out there, if if that makes any sense. Whether that be playing writers rounds or you know slower stuff but you guys genuinely care about your show which i think is very refreshing because you know i feel like that's that's majority of the battle there you know obviously the songs are important and the show is all is it goes hand in hand so you know uh when it comes to preparation for the five of you and and um you know how, how you go about that how important is that is that you know putting on a show for the people listening whether that be 50 people 150 people you know the numbers get larger and larger how important is that very important yeah. that's about everything yeah. Yeah. yeah the performance of the show is everything really man you know like and we really feed off the energy of our crowd too i mean even a small crowd i think we we try to like always play our best even if the room's empty like that's kind of the uh 
like what we live by, you know, the gold standard. And the thing is, we're not really, we're not thinking about it. Like, let's put on a hell of a show. Yeah. Like, we're just being ourselves. Yeah, like, right. I mean, we're just doing it, man. We've grown up watching all our favorite rock stars act that way or perform that way, whatever. Yeah. So it's just kind of rubbed off in a good way. And I mean, you guys can do that for. We, we want to entertain. Like, it's, that's the whole right. reason behind it. Right. But at, at the end of the day, you guys will do that for a, for a room of people or if you're just playing in your backyards or something like that, you'd still do the same thing. 100%. Because, you know, when the show starts, when the lights come on and the amps come on, everything is, you're somewhere else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you're just having fun at the end of the day, right? That, that, that you know, that, that's a big part of it. This, this is what you guys love to do. And, and, you know, the old, the old cheesy saying, if you, if you're loving what you're doing, you're never working a day in your life. But I mean, in, in reality, you know, you go and, and, and go and go to work every day or go do what you're going to do. And then, you know, the weekend comes and you, and you're, playing hell of a show and then and that's that's the fun in it so i love that aspect and i, I think that that i wish people play, paid more attention to that and i i think that that's kind of gotten lost in in music today whether you guys think that or not but um i think that's like probably the most important thing some of my some of my favorite shows are the ones that maybe didn't necessarily you know play the best songs but they had the most fun like i saw and i majority see rock shows and country shows but one of my favorite shows had to be like Maroon five and it's just because they had fun like adam yeah. levine's a sick guitar player and they had fun yeah yeah he's awesome yeah so that's he's like what him. i that's what i always remember honestly yeah i think there's a lot of talented people especially in nashville so like you know we're all bringing something good to the table but i think you know with the high energy shows and getting the crowd involved and it sets us apart in just another way you know it's just another layer to add to what we what we're bringing yeah it's not always about the song man like it's, it's sometimes it's just about the energy in the room like we played in uh cincinnati last weekend and the last song that we played was one of our originals and like those people didn't know that song you know they never heard that before in their life but there was like four or five people that like got on the stage with us and were dancing on the stage with us room full of people man like, you know and you just can't you can't fake that you can't buy that kind of energy in the room and towards like the end of a lot of our originals that we haven't released yet, they they know the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. And, and that must be that must be awesome to hear too. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a super man, good absolutely. feeling. It's probably it's my top three best feelings in the world. Yeah, I sure. believe it. I believe it. Well, I asked him what his number one favorite feeling was. <laughs> I was gonna ask him that too, but I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I'm glad one of you asked him that. Um, so it's funny you say that. Yeah, after dark Jay knows what it is. <laughs> this, this is gonna be one hell of an episode. I already know that. Um, uh, so it's funny that you guys say all that because I uh, I work in New York City and I you know take transit in and do all that crap. And you know I was listening to my music the other day on the subway. It was really early in the morning. I was falling asleep and then dirty came on and, and I was like, I was like, wow. And for a second, I was like, wait, what am I listening to? And I looked down and I'm like, like, yeah, like this, what I needed today. I needed some energy and then you bring the energy and that's, that's, that's the most important part. And, and I think that's why, like, I don't know what I think at the end of the day, when I look at you guys, when I look at five guys who are in a band, right. That started a band only about two years ago. Some of you grew up together right? Some of you didn't. And then, you know, obviously you guys have known each other for a while. I'm sure you guys hang out all the time, or maybe you don't, maybe you just keep it musical. I don't know. But um, for five guys who are just having fun doing what they're doing, you guys are actually talented and you all, you can sing, you can write, 
And that goes, I feel like that's going to go a long way with people, whether you think it or not. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Of course. Um, So let's get into that music thing. I just mentioned, uh, I I, I just mentioned Dirty there. They also have two tango and uh, both of those came out in 2021. um, And uh, they're fantastic. Um, What was that like for you guys as a band to put those out? It was fun. It was an experience too. Uh, Dirty especially. Yeah. Yeah. Learning experience for sure. Like, on releasing music, how to improve on like what we've already put out. Yeah. Uh, we have another song that's about to come out at the end of this month. Yeah. October 29th. Yeah. So we're excited to share that one with everyone. It definitely like you'll you'll hear in that song once it's released the the changes and especially when it comes to production and recording, like some of the things that we've applied that we've learned from the last two, like from mistakes that small mistakes, you know, nothing that's like derailed it, but you know, it's like I think one of my big goals for the band is to continually get better and learn from each time we record or each time we play a show. And I mean, so far we've been pretty good at applying that. Yeah. And it, you know, it really shows like after, yeah, not even two years. I mean, we've come a long way. I, I can say that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Honestly, different band there's been a lot of growth, and and that, that's what you know has me really excited to be a part of it. Yeah. So Lucas, so Lucas, you just said that you, uh, that you guys, you know, kind of, kind of, um, you know, learned on this new one. And, uh, if you're listening to this right now, um, uh, Toro comes out in a, in a week from today, um, per, per the release date of this episode. But, um, uh, <laughs> like you said, you guys kind of learned some stuff. So Lucas, I want to know, uh, I feel like, like you said, there are certain things that, that aren't, you know, derailing. And if I listen to it, or my girlfriend listened to it or my brother listened to it, we wouldn't notice, but you guys obviously would because you guys are the ones sitting there by the computer and sitting there with your instruments and, and, you know, doing the whole production factor and all that stuff. But um, what are some of those, like, you don't have to be specific, but, but what do you think you're learning, you know, this third time around basically. And, and it's great that you guys want to grow because that's what, that's what you want. Like you don't want to just kind of get comfortable and not grow, but. Um, what are those things that you, you thought you kind of learned after the first two times around? Yeah. So, man, so I, uh, I've produced our first few singles wow. and th- this one that's about to come out. Um, and there's been a, a lot be- to learn from that because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm the drummer, but I'm also recording the music and mixing it and doing all the editing. So I think from that, the biggest takeaway has been like not to rush it. Mm-hmm to like take time to get the sounds right and know that the results going to be great. I think also uh, learning to not be afraid to redo something if it's not like quite up to par, right. because I mean, like hard drive space on a computer, it's, it's cheap, you know, that's and that's one advantage we have not living in the, the tape area is like, we can afford to redo songs. Right. Um, and we're, we're at a point now where we're, our future releases we're doing with other producers and that's been another takeaway is like you know we can't do everything ourselves the best that it can be you know it's it's good to bring other people in other parties you know especially when you can take some of that like pressure off because i mean doing like being a band member and doing production it's, it's like a lot of responsibility a lot of pressure but it's worth it man you know and i think i've become a better musician and a better producer from doing those 
these last three songs. So do you, do I, you think do you think you hear things in a different way also being a producer? I mean, obviously, maybe you focus more drum wise, but do you hear things in a different way now? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Like, um, well, that's that's an interesting thing about recording yourself really is the way that you hear things and how you hear little details and nuances like in vocals or in like a lead guitar. I mean, for me as a drummer, I especially hear that in like the timing like is something a little ahead is something a little behind or the the dynamics you know is it consistent or are notes am i hitting the drum like harder in one spot and then softer in another and i think that especially as a drummer has been something i've improved a lot on from recording because when you hear it back like you know your performance is basically under a microscope yeah so any little flaw or imperfection like you can pick out of it if you're listening for it and that I find that wild because I've 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 never dabbled in the in the producing world, right? But obviously I mess with audio a little bit and do things like that. But then I look at these guys who produce music and I, and I'm just like the the ear that they have is is crazy. Like I don't I can't hear these certain things. And like I said, like if there was a mistake made on one of your songs, like I would never notice that. But obviously you guys do, and that's why they're your songs. Like you notice that shit. I I wouldn't, but um. I think that it, that it's you know really a great asset for you guys to to have someone who produces in, in your band, right? And and even if you don't continue on doing that, you'll still have that producing ear, which I think is a great skill and yeah. and actually really cool. I don't know if do, do the rest of you do any do any of the rest of you also dabble in that or is it that stuff goes way over my head if I'm being honest? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm pretty experienced I just, in it, not near yeah, as much as Lucas, but as far as like production goes. You know, I've yeah. got my feet wet in that for sure. Cool, cool. He's, he's really humble about it. Like he's he's really good at it. We went to the same school. We had a lot of the same teachers um, here in Murfreesboro. We went to MTSU, which is Middle yeah. Tennessee State, for those that don't know. And that's actually how we all met is through MTSU, whether directly or indirectly. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so so MT. So you guys mentioned Nashville just a little bit, and I'm just kind of curious here. Um, so so. There's going to be people that I don't know necessarily understand this, but Nashville is not entirely country music. Like it's, it's just not, I mean, there's, there's so many other scenes to Nashville. I had a kid tell me today, a coworker of mine tell me today that, that uh, someone asked him about transferring to Nashville. And he's like, what am I going to do there? I don't like country music, but I'm like, it's just not, that's just not. I don't like that at all. Not at all. Can you explain like, like, I'm sure I, I don't think middle, middle, like where you guys are, is not too far from Nashville, right? Like I'm sure you're like guys- 30 minutes South. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not terrible. So you guys travel there and, you know, obviously you play elsewhere. Like you guys said, you play in Cincinnati and things like that. So, you know, do you like playing in Nashville? Because there's a whole other scene there too. I think yeah, yeah. It depends on the place. Yeah, yeah. Broadway, Broadway, like the tourist street in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. There'll be a lot of people there, but everybody will be too hammered. And they're so just not. They're not engaged in the music. They're just there being a tourist. And they want to request all the stupid (laughs) songs that have been played on the radio nine million times. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that that is so important to realize because there's, um, you know, there's, there's, there's so much else there. There's so much talent in that city alone. And there's so much talent in the state of Tennessee and like the surrounding states as it is. I mean, you, there, there's so many people from Tennessee, Georgia, you know, whatever name, name all those, all, all the states down there in, in, in the Southeast a little bit. But 
Um, there's just so much talent in general. And, and I think that that's so important to realize that it's just not all, um, it's not all people playing like sad songwriter songs. And I'm not saying those are bad. I, I'm a sucker for sad songs, but I'm saying there's a lot of people that kick ass. I've been to some really, really good hip hop and pop shows in Nashville. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. that's just kind of the scene that doesn't get hyped up as much. And rock and roll shows, too. There's some kick ass rock and roll bands in Nashville. There really are, man. The rock and roll and the, the indie rock scene is, is yeah, really like there, there are so many bands in that scene. And of course, as an outsider, like you, you see Nashville is like, well, it's, Tennessee country music capital of the world. And it is, you know, country music is, is still huge here, but it's like, you know, it's just a fraction of the music industry as a whole. Cause it's music city, you know, it's not country music city. Right. And there's right. You know, such a diverse mix of different styles and influences and creative people here. And I think that that's the most, one of the most important things to realize just about music in general. And then I think that there's a lot of people that kind of um, are stuck in this hole that like, you know, like obviously the sound that you guys are putting forward is a timeless sound, but it's also like a semi older school sound. Right. But, um, or, or things that, that that's a bad way to put it. I mean, yeah. like, you know, what people are doing now is not what you're doing. And um, that's why I think that you guys are, 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 are great for what you're doing. Um, but uh, I also think that there are people that are kind of following suit and you're not. And I think that's important because you stand out. I mean, you guys stand, if the five of you walked into like a bar, I'd turn my head anyway. But I mean, getting up there and watching you play music, uh, I think I'd be like, wow, like this is what I'm looking for. Like I could put you on to my dad and he'd, and he'd say the same thing. But if I put, if I turn on the radio, my dad's going to be like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? So I think you're pertaining to a crowd that is much larger than just like, young people our age if that makes any sense and i think you're playing songs for the people and that's cool yeah dude that's yeah. definitely what we're going for just good songs good songs, honest, right? honest songwriting do you awesome. all right do you, right? Are still up front, huh? do you all right for the yes, most part, he's lyrically he's a big factor in a lot yeah. of it but zach's the primary writer but we all contribute in in our own ways it's normally i just have like a verse or something or an idea i might even have the chorus but i'll bring it to them Right. And then that's when all the guitar riffs come out and the crazy drum fills and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think when, when, it, when it's the style of your, when it comes to the style of your guys' music, I mean, it's not going to get by with just an acoustic guitar. So there needs to be other. Oh. There. And that, that kind of, that's a funny statement for you to make too. They know me as like the kind of the sad boy country guy. Dude, it's all right. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> I the same way. I all these songs out on an acoustic guitar. And, it, yeah. and normally they're pretty slow. <laughs> and then I bring them here and it's like, we do pop, 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 pop. Yeah, we speed them up. Me <laughs> mainly that does that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a car on there, and it, that's the magic. So, 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 uh, so you're a sucker for sad songs, just like I am. That, that's what I'm yeah, getting. Big time. Yeah, I, I have a problem. Everyone always says they said, "Are you are you all right?" Like I'll listen. I'll, I'll tell you the story. When I was in college, I was in my apartment. Yeah, right. Not all right. But I was in my I was in my college apartment a few years ago, and I'm in the shower, and I was listening to some really sad song. I don't even remember what song it was. And none of my friends listen to anything remotely close to um, Southern rock country, like nothing even remotely close. Um, so I get in the shower and I, I'm listening to some, I don't know, some, some heartbreak song. And I, I get out of the shower and my, my friend goes, damn, like you okay. I'm like, why? And he's like, 
that was a sad song. I didn't know you could get in your bag like that. I was like, I'm so fine. Like, I just love that song. So <laughs> even the happiest of people listen to the saddest songs. Yeah, that's, how it is. <laughs> that's how it is. Um, so it's cool that you guys all, all kind of, uh, you know, um, are influenced by, by, you know, each other when it comes to, to writing songs and, and, and things of that nature. Is there anything out, out of the five of you, let's go around here. Is there, uh, what is like your, your like, guilty music pleasure like i love like a michael buble and that's really weird because i don't listen to music like that or like frank sinatra like i love those guys but like what do you guys listen to that like i may not suspect mm, that's your first uh, no some, somebody else go first i gotta think about this. <laughs> i feel like me and zach might have the same answer <laughs> all right I'll, I'll say it man well uh there's a there's like two or three but i'll, I'll say the one that i think is likely that me and zach have in common that's Coldplay. I, I love Coldplay, dude. They're so good. Any, anybody that disrespects them doesn't know what they're talking about. I respect, <laughs> I respect that. It's like if anyone disrespects Nickelback, like, fuck you. That's basically the way yeah, I Yeah, dude. Like yeah. Me and him were talking about that the other day. Nickelback, way too much shit. Nickelback does get too much shit. They were shit. just way too successful. <laughs> I made everybody hate them. Hell yeah. yeah. They can just put out the same song 30 times. <laughs> you know why? It's because people decided it would be funny if they hopped on the I hate Nickelback trend. But you all know deep down inside that they love Nickelback. I don't care what anyone says. I mean, it's just that's like just nostalgic music for me, at least. Yeah. Childhood. They were on the radio nonstop. Absolutely. 100 percent. First 15 years of my life. Without a doubt. <laughs> all right. Who else? Let's, let's see. Let's go around. I want to see if anyone's got something weird. What about you, Red? Well, I don't have any. None of my pleasures are guilty. Unexpected. I mean, I love like female pop vocalists a lot. Lana Del Rey is one of my favorites. Billie mm, Eilish, love her. Same. I'll fuck with some Ariana Grande, dude. I ain't ashamed. <laughs> Listen, see, see, I wouldn't have expected that at all. Billie Eilish, though, is not that surprising considering you like to produce music because I feel like she's. Dude. she's got, got some crazy <laughs> i have some like weird weird things like that i i agree i think it's it's kind of uh it, it's kind of funny to see where people's music influences come like i talked to a dude a couple weeks ago who's country as hell country as it gets and his biggest most listened to artists was like post malone oh hell yeah dude so you know Buck doesn't like post malone yeah i love post yeah everyone dude, likes post how can you not how can like, you not like Post? I mean, he's he's fantastic. He's that, that's you know, that that's where it, that's where it changes because like I feel like people are always genre to be in a box, and I feel like that's and until you allow yourself to grow, you can't be genre to be like you can play a certain type of music, but like you're allowed to change that certain type of music. Look just, at the Beatles, man. Yeah, just yeah. there you good. go. That's a really good example. That's a really good example. Did either of you speaking of the Beatles? Did any of you hear that? Um, the reason Paul McCartney recently released that the reason why uh, the Beatles broke up is because um, John Lennon didn't want to tour anymore. And at that point he was like, okay, well then I guess part of the reason why, like their demise was the fact that John Lennon said he didn't, they didn't want to tour anymore. I mean, I think it's Yoko. Yoko I was going to say, I think it's Yoko. Ono. <laughs> yeah. You can see, you can see it in their videos in the last, the last few years. When she's like laying on John's shoulder while he's playing guitar and stuff, it's like, come on, dude. Let me record. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, know, you know what's funny is you guys would have gotten a kick out of this. So, um, a weird backstory on me that like no one really knows is I I 
help produce a talk radio show here in New York a few times, a couple times during the morning. Um, mostly like a business politics news show, right? But uh, this dude, the host, um, kind of gets up there and, and he started talking about you know Ono and Paul McCartney and John Lennon and the Beatles and as a whole. And he goes, man, he just he stops and goes, man, who would want to spend any time with Yoko Ono? <laughs> and I'm I'm sitting there in the control room pissing myself because I'm like, what is happening here? And he goes, he goes, I've I've met Yoko Ono before at like dinners and stuff. And I I talked to her for about I said hello to her. I could probably take about 15 minutes of a conversation with Yoko Ono before I go absolutely nuts. And I, I was crying because I'm thinking of that video where she's like screaming on the mic. Oh yeah. Oh dude. Yeah, There's a bunch of them. Have you seen the one where, where <laughs> Chuck, she's screaming over Chuck Berry, dude? <laughs> yeah. That should have been it. No question. He was asked. he looked so upset too. Oh, like yeah. he just looked at her and he looks at John and he's like, what is going on? Well, if you watch the rest of the video, they cut her mic off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's probably cause, it's probably because she blew the levels out on it. She blew it out. Yeah, yeah. could be. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you guys, would you guys ever considered putting a Yoko Ono cover in your shots there? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I bet, I bet. And then someone's gonna have to go on vocal rest afterwards after doing that. My yeah. God. Yeah, but yeah, Red said you might go to hell for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might not make it off stage if you're not if you're careful enough. I don't know, but. uh no, I thought that was really funny, and uh, I think the Beatles are are a good are a good a um, you know a good example because people always say like I don't know the Beatles were like the epitome of rock and roll like you know you know in, in the sixties and and you know so on and so forth but but obviously that sound is so different now like if you if you play someone who's you know in high school and you say like and that just listens to the radio right and say that. You want to hear some rock and roll? Here's rock and roll. They're going to be like, that's not rock and roll. But then again, they probably don't even know what rock and roll is. But the, the evolution of music is so important when you think of these things. Like, you know, you play like a Skinnerd and you play the Beatles and you're getting two different things. Yeah. But it's the same genre, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's important to think about. But also, I don't know. Like, what's your guys' thoughts on that? Because people always say like, and I'll use this example too, because there's like pop country and country, right? Outlaw country, whatever you rock country you know whatever there's so many genres traditional country um and i i always say like music is a filing cabinet and there's sub genres to main genres um but what are you what is your guys's thoughts on the fact of 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 genreing and sub genres and what's this type of music and what's that type of music i just kind of want to hear the whole fishbowl of ideas what you guys have because i feel like you have a good oh. I think we live in a day and age where genres are all kind of starting to meld together because, I mean, some of the biggest songs that have come out in recent times have been crossover songs. I mean, look at Old Town Road, dude, you know, like, and that song was huge. I mean, you can say what you want about it. Like, I know there's plenty of people that don't like that song. But, you know, at this point in time, it's not it's not like it was back like in the 90s or the 80s when you go to a record store and you like curate your collection of records. You know, we have streaming media now yeah. that makes it to where like you can listen to anything you want at any time. And I think most people, especially young people, listen to a pretty wide range of music now. You know, it's not just limited to like hip hop or pop or rock. Like most people you talk to our age are going to be listening to like all of that. Yeah. And that's just like, I think, a kind of a, a byproduct of the Internet generation. You know, it's like being 
having access to like everything all at once really that's just my two cents yeah i i uh, i totally agree because i think that um the one thing that i that i take away is that so i'm i'm a big album guy always have been um well within the last you know few well you know within within a certain amount of time i became an album guy but i love vinyl obviously because i loved you know the 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 art it takes to make a full record and and where you set songs and things like that right you know the production value of vinyl and things things of that nature the reason why i like it but what i'll say is that pre-streaming right how many deep cuts get ignored because you either have to buy the whole album I've normally liked the deep cuts more than I like the songs that everybody knows. Yeah, absolutely. Might be just because they they aren't the hit song that makes me like them. But then I again, I, I also think that that songs that aren't uh, made to be the okay, I could be wrong here, but when an artist goes in to make an album, I feel like they already know what their radio single is going to be. So yeah, of course. And it's always the deep cuts that are kind of the more true songs and the more heartfelt. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that as as all of us as music fans, the six of us as music fans here, right? I think the ones that are thought about, that are deeper, that have a more meaningful thing is the reason why we like them, right? I mean, it's a big I part think. of it, for sure. I mean, like, I think the greatest artists of all time convey that in their singles, you know, in their more commercial friendly music material. And, and they're able to do that in a song that has like a lot of commercial appeal, but then they'll hit you with you know, a cut on the album and it continues to expand on that. And, you know, you see more of the context of who they are as an artist and where they are. And I think that's really the beauty of an album, you know, a great album that was put together with intention. You know, you can listen to it from front to back over and over again. And it's a, you know, it's more than just a bunch of songs put together. It's like one continuous thing. Exactly. That's what I love about vinyl. That's the reason why, you know, I collect it. I mean, we all, we all do, you know, we all love that format because, I mean, like, a big part of the influence to us are artists that made albums. Yeah. You know, they weren't just focusing on singles. Yeah. So, you know, like, we're putting out singles at this point in our career mainly. But that's but that's because there's there's as much as we love to, you know, play the music side and that's that's, you know, the, the biggest part of it. It's also you know, for, for what's the word I'm looking for here, where logistically it makes more sense to do singles at the time being. Yeah, we're we're broke as shit. (laughs) I could not agree with you more. I agree with you. Logistically, you know, singles make more sense, but I think what you said about the the cut on the album, right? Um, I feel like that's how you become a fan of an artist is a cut on an album because that single's cool. You can like that song, but you become a fan of an artist once you listen to who they really are. I never thought about it like that, but yeah. that's true. I agree. 100%. I agree 100 as well. Like a real true fan. Yeah. That's and- like listening, listening to all of what an artist has written, like going through a discography, mm-hmm. you know, and like hearing them from a young band to like where they are in the present. Yeah. I think that that's so important. Let me ask you guys. So you, so you all said you collect vinyl. Obviously, I collect vinyl too. If you're listening to this week in and week out, you know that I keep talking about my vinyl collection because it keeps growing and my bank account is still hurting because like I said, I'm broke. But um, do you guys have, out of your entire vinyl collection, let's just go around between the five of you. What, what is your, if you had to pick right now, what is your favorite record that you have? Eagle's Greatest Hits. Boom. <laughs> I knew I liked you. Yes. The blue one with the horns on it. Yes. 
That's a good one. Uh, I got a couple of favorites just because they're so – I've got, like, the original Flame cover, Street Survivors by Skinner. Nice. That's my favorite. I got an original uh, Exile on Main Street and uh, and Are You Experienced, too. That's, like, my top three. Probably. That's great. So, I got two. <laughs> so, uh, it, it's either uh, Second Helping by Skinner or uh, Cosmos Factory by CCR. There, that's a good one. Oh, that's a really good one. Man, like, it's so hard to pick favorites. But, like, right now, right here and now, it's probably uh, Brothers and Sisters, Almond Brothers. Wow. Yeah. The last album that has Dwayne on it, and he wasn't he wasn't on the whole album. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's also, it's the Almond Brothers, man. Like, and they've got, like, four, they're, at least four or five albums that are just absolute favorites. We're just knowing they had to go back in the studio after that happened. Oh my God. Greg I can't had to imagine. sing and all that. And yeah. it's a masterpiece. It's a great album, you know, and it's one that I listen to over and over. Dan, what do you got? Uh, I guess I'm going to go with uh, Second Helping as well. Uh, Jay, you took mine. <laughs> he took mine. That's, that's, I mean, what, I said. that's <laughs> what I said in school when people would answer a question. Uh, he took my answer. That's how it went. That's how it went. As long as you pass. <laughs> That's right. She, she's got degrees, right? Um, so so it's yeah, so uh it's crazy because because mine changes too, but uh I think between for me it's either uh right now it's either um uh it sounds I, I don't ever like picking these, but uh John Mellencamp, the best I got, like the greatest hits album, is a great one. And that one took me forever to find, guys. I found it in the shop for like 40 bucks. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't want to pay this money. So I didn't do it. I left. And then, and it's like about the shop is like, I was on, I was on a weekend trip. It's about like two hours from my house. And I ended up going back like two months later and it was still there. And I was like, it's fate. I have to buy it. So I bought it, but it's either that or uh, Eagles live is probably. And for the sole purpose that I literally don't like the music doesn't stop. It just goes, it just goes. And there's no, there's no dead spot. It's just straight up. So I think, I think vinyl's a, uh, a great thing and make me a promise that when you guys come out with full record, you'll, you'll throw it on vinyl. Oh, we got you. We've already talked about it. <laughs> Please do it. I want it. I'll, I'll, I'll pay top dollar for it. I will get, I will pay whatever you want. I'll take it. I'll take it. I love it. Um, so let's, let's kind of get into, uh, into the new one a little bit here. All right. So, so, uh, like you guys mentioned before, uh, October 29th, uh, a week from, uh, when everyone's listening to this right now, tour up comes out um it's your uh third single in 2021 that's pretty dope that that rocks um what does this one mean to you guys kind of what, what did you guys put into this um how do you even come about just give it all i want to know it all uh, <laughs> i had the idea for the the main tagline tore okay. up from the floor up is what it says but which it sounds cheesy when you hear it, <laughs> that alone by itself so uh we're getting I, tore up I, <laughs> I put it on Instagram yesterday and I, I made a post about it. But um, I had that tagline and I was messing around with it with my friends. And I was like, man, I just haven't really, I haven't ever really been, I haven't lived that life yet. Yeah. What I was wanting to say. Right. And now that we've been on the road and we've got a few shows under our belt out of town, the things that go with being out of town, staying in the shitty motels taking two cars at a time right now there you go. Man yet. <laughs> but um i mean that's basically what it is and it's just a song it's just a fun song yeah 
I hope it. nobody takes it too literal and to heart. I mean, we, I know I've lived every second of it. We all have. I think we all have. Yeah. Not every day. Something people got to understand is like, you know, it's just, it's just like an anthem, if you will. Yeah. It's not to be taken seriously. That's not exactly who we are. Like, but it is. It, but it, it <laughs> kind of is. is you know? yeah. Ogres have layers. Yeah. They have layers. <laughs> like, I remember when I came up with the first line, I was pushing a, a furniture dolly, or I got not a furniture, just a dolly, but I had a couch on it. And I was singing the words to the first verse in my head over and over again. And it was like when me and my crew walk in the room, it's whiskey bent and hell bound and cowboy boots. Because normally all, we all have on boots. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just and like everybody turns their head when we walk in, not in a cocky yeah. way, but just because we all have long hair. We look weird as shit. We're dressing retro. <laughs> shit. Like a bunch of freaks walking in. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I kind of I did kind of start the song off as an ode to us as a band. Like this is our introduction. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're here, motherfuckers. Like, That's right. There you go. Yeah. That, that's it i love it and, and uh and uh jay if you're interested all, all the coolest people look weird as shit so that's what you guys tell yourself to keep going right i mean i'm like the pet of the group they let me out of the cage every once in a while <laughs> he's a wild animal <laughs> and uh and uh if you if you're yeah, yeah. Yeah, see it on the camera <laughs> offshore yeah, i can't i can't move right yeah, now <laughs> You're stuck there in the middle. Are you chained to the? Uh, your, your ankles are stuck on the chair, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it, guys. You guys rock. I'm so excited for that song, and I, uh, I, uh, I think it's gonna be great. And uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to roll my windows down to just kind of jam out. Um, I'm sure that at this stage in your, in your guys' career, you're willing to take those risks and you're willing to have that fun and, and like you said, kind of live that life and, and, and do what you want to do. Let me ask you, when it comes to touring and cities and things like that, how far up are you going? How far down are you going? How far out? Like, where, where would you go? Anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. All right. Where we've been, though, far north is what? Ohio, Cincinnati is probably the farthest yeah. within up. And then Myrtle south, Beach, yeah, I went to Myrtle Beach, Beach so it's cool. pretty far. Yeah, as far east as yeah. Zero, I guess. That's the farthest away from Nashville we've played is Myrtle. Yeah. So How far is that from you guys? Ten, like ten hour drive, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty pretty <laughs> rough on the way home. No, I believe it. Was, it. We were excited on the way down. We made it, though. <laughs> Blew a tire on the way, everything. All nine yeah. yards. <laughs> and uh, and uh, is anyone driving really small cars? Because I feel like being cramped for 10 hours. Just, uh, <laughs> That's me, and, yeah. and, and, and part, part of me feels like that. Part of me feels like, Jay, you're, you're the one that's stuck in the bitch seat in the middle. I don't know why, but part of me feels like you're the one. Well, I, I'll fight my way to the shotgun seat. <laughs> yeah, we have to put him by the window because he smokes cigarettes yeah. two at a time. <laughs> <laughs> he's also known as the, he's the human cigarette. Yeah, I'm the human cigarette. <laughs> that's what he's going to be for Halloween. He's pretty notorious about too. He yeah. never slips with that. Yeah. <laughs> if we're ever late, he needs a pack of cigarettes. It's like, <laughs> I think he times it. <laughs> Sometimes I just do it to piss the guys off. Hold up, right quick. Yeah, stop. Get some cigarettes. <laughs> you do that. A... But what? what the thing they don't on the know road, they sell two packs. They the, <laughs> the thing on the road that Jay's great about is like if he's not in shotgun and you stop at the store, all of a sudden Jay's in shotgun. How did that happen? <laughs> hey, I, I got my ways. <laughs> 
you're, you're, you're sneaky. You just you just yeah. slither around and you end up in the front. That's yeah. listen. I'm I'm all for it. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a short guy. They never let me in front. But you bet your ass, I'll figure out my way to get in that front seat. I'm not I'm not I'm not playing around. If I'm not driving, I am sitting in that front seat. I don't care. I will literally fight you. It doesn't matter. It it does not matter. Um, but I, I am I am <laughs> so I agree. I'm to, I'm totally for it. And um, I think I realize now who spent a hundred dollars at Cumberland Farms. Who's Jay buying cigarettes at a gas station? I think that's right. I, I I had my uh, my debit card hacked. I think it came from Jay. He bought a hundred dollars worth of cigarettes. I'm like at Cumberland hey, Farms. Man, I'm so <laughs> <laughs> He's still. Yeah. yeah hey, I just got this about an hour ago. Running low. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I love it. That's incredible, guys. Thank you for coming to hang out with me. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, it was it was a ton of fun. You guys are, are, are one hell of a bunch, and I'm so excited to see uh, kind of where you go. I knew when I when I was about when I joined this call today, this is gonna be a fun episode. So I'm glad I got to sit down with you guys and kind of uh, shoot the shit and have a good time and talk about some music. Um, yeah, man. If you're listening right now, uh, like I said, October 29th, the week from today, uh, their new song "Tore Up." will be out go share it go love it go stream it do all the fantastic pre-save things. it go pre-save, pre-save it, it pre-save it helps a ton uh spotify Apple music you know whatever you want that that helps immensely um so just go do it it takes about two seconds so just go do it you don't even have to listen to it just <laughs> yeah it. just yeah. pre-save it help us get a shitty van <laughs> help them get a shitty van that is the quote that and don't be an asshole so that's that. Don't be an asshole, man. Shitty van coming to a city near you. <laughs> hey, I'll get you guys up here to New York or, or Jersey if you want. If you get that shitty van, you better come up. We'll get shitty in the city. Shit. Listen, three quotes. Get that shitty van. Don't be an asshole. And let's make sure to get shitty in the city. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Guys, thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Uh, you guys rock. If you if you want to go follow them on Instagram, uh, go follow them at Reverie Hell Yeah. You know, go stream all their tunes and make sure to uh, stream that new one. Uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Memory Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you love the episode, and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central. As always, I'm Kyle Corbus. That's the guys from Reverie. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. <laughs> <laughs>